This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Since 2007, Illinois consumers have been able to buy wine for home delivery. The change in the law would be particularly welcome for craft brewers right now because local brewers are still recovering from the effects of the pandemic. For more content, visit NowDecatur.com. They thanked each other. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The leaders of the U.S. and Poland are meeting now in Warsaw with President Duda, praising President Biden for his trip to Ukraine. That was a significant sign for all those people, the sign that a free world has not forgotten them. I told President Zelensky when we spoke in Kiev yesterday, uh, I can proudly say that our support for Ukraine remains unwavering. And President Biden will make a speech later today. Fox's Peter Ducey's in Warsaw says Poland wants U.S. troops, more of them sent, fearing Russia. Russia could target them next. And that is a fear that grows as U.S. officials we're talking to contend with the very real possibility that the Chinese could soon start helping Russia in their war effort. China's top diplomat is in Moscow today for talks. The U.S. price tag for helping Ukraine battle Russia so far, $113 billion. That number could grow exponentially if Russia winds up getting that Chinese help and if Putin starts carrying out nuclear tests now that he is suspending the U.S.-Russia New START nuclear treaty. Now, Russian leader Vladimir Putin announced that in a long speech today, again claiming he didn't start the war in Ukraine. The West did. What's important is that our relations have degraded. The responsibility for that is fully on the United States. They can't be silly people. In Iran, a leader of a U.S.-based opposition group has been sentenced to death. John said Sharmad's an Iranian German national who lived in California, but his family claims Iran abducted him in Dubai in 2020. Iran convicted him of terrorism, accusing Sharmad's group of orchestrating a deadly mosque attack. More than two weeks after the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, a medical center will open for residents complaining of sickness. The head of the EPA will visit again today. To provide an update on its efforts to address the disaster, he's expected to announce additional measures to ensure the health and safety of the community and ways to hold Norfolk Southern accountable. That's Fox's Brooke Singman. America's listening to Fox News. I've told you about my lower back pain and how kneeling in church on Sunday was becoming nearly unbearable. Sebastian Gorka here. I've also told you about how Relief Factor has helped almost eliminate my pain. Now, let me tell you what Robert in California says about his experience with Relief Factor. Robert writes, I didn't think Relief Factor was working until I ran out mid-month. After about three days, the pain was back to where it started. It was a great test for me to see how much Relief Factor really works. Three weeks from now, you could be doing the things you enjoy doing and living the life you love. Your first step to becoming pain-free from aches and pains from daily living could be just to order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. After trying Relief Factor, over half a million people have gone on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference with Relief Factor. While East Palestine deals with the toxic train derailments, another community outside Cleveland was rocked by a metals plant explosion. Oakwood Village, Ohio. I just see a plume of smoke and then the bigger explosion and then the ball of flame. The explosion hurled bricks, steel beams, and chunks of concrete crushing cars in the parking lot and shattering windows across the street. A plant maintenance worker was killed, 13 other people hospitalized. Fox's Jack Callahan, an arrest in California and the murder of a bishop found shot to death Saturday. Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna reveals 
25-year-old Carlos Medina was arrested in connection with the fatal shooting of Auxiliary Bishop David O'Connell. Detectives were told by the tipster that they were concerned because Medina was acting strange, irrational, and made comments about the bishop owing him money. Medina, the husband of O'Connell's housekeeper. Luna noting two firearms were recovered at Medina's Torrance home and will be analyzed, adding his vehicle resembles a dark-colored SUV seen on video in O'Connell's driveway on the day of the murder. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Actor Alec Baldwin isn't off the hook, but he's facing less possible jail time in New Mexico over the 2021 shooting on a movie set. Prosecutors dropped the firearms enhancement charge Baldwin faced as part of the involuntary manslaughter charges in the death of Helena Hutchins on the film set of Rust. The district attorney, Mary Carmack Altweez, filed the paperwork to remove the charge, according to Fox News Digital, in order to avoid further litigious distractions by Mr. Baldwin and his attorneys. Heather Brewer, spokesperson for the DA, said the prosecution's priority is securing justice, not securing billable hours for big city attorneys. If convicted on that charge, Baldwin faced a mandatory five years in prison. The maximum penalty he now faces is 18 months. Michelle Polino, Fox News. On Wall Street, Dow features down more than 300 points. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Choosing LLCU for your banking needs means choosing to impact your community. At LLCU, we are committed to community investment, donating over $200,000 to nonprofits and volunteering over 2,400 hours to community projects last year. At LLCU, we offer more than checking accounts and loans. We offer a chance to be a part of something bigger. When you bank at LLCU, you bank on making a difference. Visit LLCU.org to become a member and feel good about where you bank. Federally insured by the NCUA. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 storm team forecast. Today, sunny with a high of 46. Tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms, increasing clouds, low around 39. For Wednesday, we got a chance of showers and thunderstorms. It's going to be a high of 64. Then Thursday, sunny and windy, temperatures dipping down to around 43 by 5 p.m. The current temperature in downtown Decatur is 35 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.06. Good morning and welcome to the 8 o'clock hour of Buyers and Company. The Community Foundations and Studios. Natalie joins us along with Linda Little. Give you some important information about uh, our community and its health. Plus, Dave Went will be in from Foresight. They're very excited to get a start. Buyers and Company. WSOY 1340 AM. 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Good morning. We are back here on a beautiful sunny morning in downtown Decatur. Hope you're having a great start to your day. We've got a lot to get to this hour. Uh, Dave Went will be by a little bit later. Uh, stops by once a month to tell us what's going on uh, in the uh, Forsyth uh, area. And uh, new Starbucks is uh, on the way. I, I, I just don't. I'm a marquee coffee guy. I, I support local. Well, Marquis doesn't have a drive-thru on every day, do they? We got a machine on our yeah, lot. Well, you can I come by every day if you want. <laughs> I already got this morning. I love Starbucks. No, so. I know. So Nick was counting up. I didn't realize we had like this will be the fifth yes. location. Yes. So, uh, there you have it. But for, if you're out north and, you know, that targets, you know, all of two minutes away and that's not convenient enough, now you'll have a closer location. <laughs> uh, good morning and welcome. All right. 
So uh, this month is all, or at least it seems to be, uh, a lot about uh, other kinds of outreach that you as an organization have been able to kind of reach out and support. Exactly, and we're very blessed when we have these opportunities, and this grant in particular really impacts so many people in our community, and it actually is a designation now for our community. So we're happy to have Linda here and to share this great news. All right, Linda, uh, under what hat are you here? Because uh, <laughs> you wear a lot of hats. I, a couple. Well, yeah, I am here as the dementia-friendly Decatur coordinator. And what does that mean? What is that? What is it you do in that role? In that role, um, our our purpose is to raise awareness and educate the public, just the community. It is a um, more of a social training rather than a medical okay. training. Um, we train individuals as well as businesses and just how to recognize the signs of dementia. Dementia itself is not a disease, but it is symptoms of Several diseases. Um, most common is Alzheimer's. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. And, and so you, you work, uh, and, and you know, this is, I mean, I, I guess like we think about celebrities like Bruce Willis or something, you know, you read recently, but families go through this all the time yes. and, and maybe they don't have any training at all to deal with it. And it has right. to be impossibly hard. Right. It is. And most caregivers are family. Yeah. Which adds that emotional element to it, which makes the frustration level come on a lot quicker. Sure. Um, so we, we work with individuals to recognize it and then how to deal with someone who's living with dementia. And, and ultimately, one of the goals is to get rid of the stigma of having dementia. Um, when I was a kid in the 60s and 70s, my friend's dad had cancer. And it was, oh, Mr. Smith has cancer. Yeah, we whispered. Or <laughs> we even whispered say the it. C word, yeah. 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 And, and right now, it's that way with dementia. Oh, well... He has dementia. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's it's also incredibly tough just because of the length of time you can deal with. I mean, you yes. kind of wrap your head around, you know, somebody having a heart attack or somebody having stage four cancer or taking care of somebody. But but the idea of years and years and what that does to the people who are the caregivers. I, I mean, I think yes. that's just a very frightening mm-hmm. proposition to most people. It is. And and you do it. <laughs> but this helps make it so that people living with dementia and their caregivers can be comfortable getting out into the community. Um, the statistics for, that I just got from the Alzheimer's Association said that in 2020, the COVID contributed to a 17% rise in Alzheimer's and dementia-related deaths. Isolation is is a killer. And when when the people with the dementia or their caregivers don't feel comfortable taking them out, then they stay home and it just speeds the process, which is awful. So we're hoping to work with the community in different businesses um, to make their facilities more dementia friendly, to train their staff to be more welcoming and, you know, how to address it. And then things in the community right now, we have um, some memory cafes. We'd like to see more of those. What, what does that mean? A memory cafe, <clears throat> um, the, the, person living with dementia and their caregiver can go and there's usually a meal. Sometimes there's entertainment or an activity for them to participate in, but they're, they're not like, Oh, I have to keep mom in order because. Right. But where would, where would they go to do this? The, the one we have right now, um, the health department is with a starting point and I can't think who's anyway, it's out at Evergreen. It's, It's twice a month. 
and we'd like to see more of those. Yeah, and, and I, I think the communication, too. I, you know, I, th- this world, uh, you know, when we talk about mental health, and we've talked about it a lot over the last year and a half, it is so contained. Uh, you know, and I know part of your job, as you just described it, was getting the message out there. And I feel like you gotta go look for it sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Uh, and, and I'm glad to hear that there's, you know, conversations going on about how do we, Get it out to yeah. the masses because yeah. I, I think sometimes those worlds become bubbles, you, you know, and somebody new to that world has a hard time finding it. Yes. And right now, Macon County at the health department, we have starting point, which is absolutely fabulous. It It's just a, a pool of information as to where to go. But okay, here's where to go, but we want more places for them to go. Yeah. For, for the, the social part of, of dealing with dementia. Sure. Um, and I, and that's great. And, and I hope that the new, I know there's a lot of new bodies, you mm-hmm. know, coming into the health department, but I can tell you, I've never heard of that. And, and I've been doing this for 26 years. Yeah. Uh, most people just have a hard time finding it. So right. I think that's the key. Uh, and I think that for stigma too, you, you know, the more public conversations you have and the more people are brought in and the strength in numbers when you find out how many people are going through this, it doesn't yes. feel like that isolated thing that's yes. only happening in a bubble. All right, so that's great. So what does it mean to have a, uh, a dementia-friendly community designation? What is that? Um, the, right now we're working at Land of Lincoln Credit Union, which is one of our grantors. Um, they've very generously given us a three-year grant, matching funds grant, and the Mental Health Board um, also is one of our um, grantors. Um, a dementia-friendly business, I'll just use Land of Lincoln, for example, um, we will go in and we will train their staff. They will have to maintain the training as part of their onboarding and, you know, whatever suggestions can be made to make their facilities more dementia-friendly for users and that sort of thing. And we will just stay in close contact with them and they will help us promote the dementia-friendly attitude, I guess. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, and, and then um, th- there's this grant will be, you mentioned Land of Lincoln, the Mental Health Board, and obviously the Community Foundation. Uh, a new part-time position, what, what yes. is that? In, so that will be what we're talking about. Here. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Linda's position. And, you know, they've worked on getting this um, recognition for almost a year, right? The committee's Three. been meeting. We started meeting. We started talking about it in 2019. Then we started having meetings and doing the community assessment right. and the whole process. Um, we had finalized our application last August, and we received our designation at the end of August, I think, or beginning so of September. So with the COVID break in there and... Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Our own blip. Uh, I just got a text from Clay that they're working to do this out at the Scoville Activity Center in yes. addition to their that senior. Was, it's on my list. Okay. Um, so collaborators and, and partners and, and that's, you know, I, I know it's hard. I, you know, there's a, you're, there's a lot of clutter and everybody's trying to break through the clutter, but I just think having more and more of these conversations and getting it out there and normalizing yes. it, I, you know, does a lot to knock down the stigma and just the awareness of how big a problem it is and yes. then the resources in which to take care of it which is what i think natalie and, and her crew have done and so for well. the caregivers you know linda mentioned that i mean the stress on them as well and and we have a very personal experience with you know ursula back who my mother-in-law and went through it very publicly as well and to have these places and you know i know for ursula music was always what was still very strong for her and mm-hmm. she could remember the words to songs when she couldn't remember our names so i know that these cafes are critical for where they can go be themselves. There's, like you said, there's no fear of what other people are thinking right. and they can have that joy and they can connect with their caregiver, which is what is missing so much. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And if there are folks out there that want to get involved as far as a hosting side of things or, you know, what, what's the best avenue for, of communication for them to reach out? The, the best way to start the, the outreach is um, through email, dementia friendly at chelpil.org. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll see if we can't make sure we get that okay. into the story and podcast. I, can I brag about the park you real can, quick? You can, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> we held a summit um, last fall after we got our designation, just brought in all the players that were involved in it and players who wanted to get involved with it. We also had several couples of um, people living with dementia and their caregiver came. And we held it out at the Scoville Zoo, and we had some excellent speakers. And then we did a tour of the zoo. And then we came back and brainstormed with our, our our recipient, the people we're trying to serve the best, about how the zoo could improve to make their experience better. And Mr. Fry was just on it, and they're very excited about making some changes and and doing that sort of thing. And so they're they're a huge supporter of this. So the park district, as a whole, is the zoo in particular, and yeah, the the Scoville Banquet Facility is is a very active place for seniors. So we're we have places that we can just help build on, get people together, and get it going. Okay. We're not trying to reinvent anything. Right. Uh, well, you know, look, it's, you know, um, you know, anything we can do to help, it, it's just a matter of getting the word out there. And I think sometimes that's enough comfort that people realize, you know, I'm not just going through this myself. You know, people Absolutely. I know are, are going through this and I don't have to feel bad not knowing right. what to do. I think sometimes there's that guilt involved, right? Mm-hmm. That, that you ought to know instinctively how to deal with this and, and you don't have medical no. training or anything else to know. Right. Uh, so I think there's some shame, there's some guilt, there's some maybe, uh, you know, feeling like you're in it all by yourself. That's why I'm happy to hear about this today. And that's why you continue to do what you guys are doing to help the cause. Uh, all right. So it, it, the Chelp website would be the place I would want to go to sort of find out more about this. Or, Probably in a week or so. Uh, okay. <laughs> we will have a page on the Chelp website. It hasn't been developed yet. So if it can email me is probably the best way, which is dementia friendly at chelpil.org. Okay. Uh, great stuff. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Good to see you again. Uh, and I, I know we were going to have the CHELP director in, Natalie, but there was a, a scheduling uh, snafu, but that's good. We, how do you decide this? I mean, what, what does this look like on the Community Foundation's front? I mean, like when you're funding these type of things, you, you know, are they coming to you? Are you going to them? What does that look like? So mostly they're coming to us. I had the honor of being at some of the meetings as they were planning this and so became very aware of it. And then when they had the opportunity to look for funding to bring someone as amazing as Linda in to the fold, we of course wanted to be part of that. And so again, it's just like you said, it's those resources, it's on the ground support. And we just think of the lives that these individuals are going to touch. So we're very intentionally now funding positions, funding outreach, because like you said, People just don't know where to go. All right. Well, uh, thanks to you. A lot more will. And uh, we appreciate all the effort. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more. Here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Stay tuned. Today is going to be sunny with a high near 46. Tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms, increasing clouds, low around 39. For Wednesday, chance of showers and thunderstorms, high of 64. Thursday, sunny and windy, with temperatures falling to around 43 by 5 p.m. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 36 degrees. Your WSOI time is 820. 
For 23 years, the Community Foundation of Macon County has worked to connect the philanthropic goals of donors with the needs of our community. This is Steve Groney, Community Foundation Board Trustee. Our foundation has grown to over 380 funds that have been established by individuals, families, businesses, agencies, and organizations to benefit a variety of community causes. We're proud to share that in 2022, foundation donors made over $5 million in grants to support social services, arts, recreation, conservation, health, and education. Because of donor generosity, we are creating a better future for our community that allows all to live, learn, work, and thrive. If you are interested in learning how you can work with Community Foundation to establish a fund to support the causes you care about, call today at 429-3000 or visit our website at MaconCountyGives.org. Small footsteps through big trees. Laughter muffled by leaves. Knowing looks on unknown paths. Wherever you roam, the primary care team at HSHS Medical Group will be right by your side so your family can focus on what matters most, sharing the next adventure. HSHS Medical Group, here with you for adventures big and small. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. We are back here on a Tuesday. Dave went uh, ahead here in just a little bit. And a uh, big action pack show tomorrow uh, as well uh, as uh, we uh, head into the uh, rainy part. At least it's rainy, not snowy. It's what everybody else is getting. That's right. We can deal with that. It's a big wave going right across the United States, and ours is just green. We can take it. Not blue, not pink, not any of the other colors. Green is good. Mm-hmm. And we've had, I mean, Good gracious. No reason to complain at all about this winter. Not overall, no. No. I mean, not even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, what else do we uh, need to cover today? There's a couple of things uh, I wanted to talk about. Uh, I, I read uh, a story about – you talk about everything from Star Trek. Uh, you know, I know the mayor mentioned Jetsons uh, earlier in the week. You can now buy translation earbuds for less than $120 that work with 120 languages. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, and you know, that technology, as it's crowdsourced, meaning uh, not in a financial way, but as data is collected and speech patterns and slang and things like that continue to be collected, it's only going to refine and get better and smooth. And- yeah, this is definitely the upside yeah. of uh, technology. Now, uh, so far, though, it's only going to work one way unless you're talking to somebody in another country that also has a pair of them. <laughs> exactly right, yeah. You might understand. That doesn't mean you're going to be able to communicate back. That's right. That's exactly right. But. I still thought, man, how cool is that? Yeah, you could combine that with some phone technology. Absolutely. And, and so you understand and you could speak into the phone. It will translate. You could show them the phone. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that was, you know, for a lot of people, an aha moment when your camera, when an app where you could like put it on a signage, you know, in another language and, and take a picture of it and it automatically translate. Exactly right. Yep. That was like 
maybe six, seven years ago. Sure. But that was sort of, oh, okay, anything's possible. Ex- exactly right. Yeah, and wait till augmented reality really gets into place where you could be walking through a theme park and it's tailored to you in your language and yep. things like that. Absolutely. So we were talking earlier about Taylor Sheridan, you know, stuff and all kinds of rumors about Kevin Costner leaving the show. And, and, and I don't know that I, this is sort of vast speculation. He's making a new movie. Mm-hmm. And, and there was, I think, some tiffs about shooting schedules and, you, you know, where, you know, Costner's a movie star. Right. Oh yeah, and and the budgets for that considerably different than TV shows, right? And you know, so there's going to be you know eventually something. You know, there are some people that feel like it's kind of uh, the, the original Yellowstone mm-hmm. has kind of gotten repetitive. Yeah, right. One trick pony kind of thing. It's still very good. It's better than most things on TV, mm-hmm. even with that. Right. And it's not a weekly um, where, hey, let's start a new case next week. No, and, no, and no. It it's doesn't a, refresh. It's, a, it's, it's like, no, it's an on-com- yeah. yeah. By the way, there was a brand new East New York. It's been like five weeks since there's been a new episode of that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Network TV would always take a little Christmas break, mm-hmm. but then they'd roll back out. You had 11 episodes and then a little break and then 11 episodes. Right. Now, it's there's no rhyme or reason to it. I think a couple things happen. One, the, uh, the, the cart gets in front of the horse sometimes and they... Get it prepared. And then also they are now more aware that if you've got the Grammys or f- playoff football or whatever, it's get, out it, of, just get out of the way. It's, it's not getting out of the way of the Super Bowl. It's like literally like CBS. You know, mm-hmm. I watch it all through Paramount, yeah. right? They got the three FBI shows. Yep. That doesn't run the same as, you know, NY or, uh, uh, Blue Bloods or the same as East New York. They're all over the place. And, yeah. and then they just go away for six weeks. Huh. I mean, you could literally last episode, you know, December 28th, and here we are, February. Yeah, yeah. it's probably just production. It may be, but that's mm-hmm. not the way, you know, you could count on those right. weekly TV series. It's all over, which is fine. There's there's other things to watch. But as I'm watching this Yellowstone, this has become like streetwear now. Like, and now there's an official deal with Wrangler. Mm-hmm. Dress like the what you see on TV. Yes, I mean it. it literally called uh, uh, Wrangler X Yellowstone, like on the Wrangler mm-hmm. website, where you can buy all the ranch, you know, like the embroidered ranch gear. That's cool. I'm t- I'm all for that. I think it's neat. Uh, I'm not gonna dress like a cowboy. No, but if that's your show and you're buying jeans anyway, yeah, cool. This is. I'm sure the jeans are just the jeans because that wouldn't be very cowboy like to have anything embroidered on your jeans. Right. I mean, whatever. Whatever the thing is. They've got t-shirts. They've got hats. Yeah. They got sweatshirts. They got denim. Uh, actually, the hat is a pretty good looking hat, hmm. and it's nineteen dollars. And if you're in the hat world, that's about as inexpensive a hat as you're gonna find. A standard Mitchell and Ness baseball or new era hat for you know what what would be the on field for a baseball hat or other team is cl- is approaching forty dollars. It's thirty five. Oh, I've seen. Yeah. I mean, just the standard run of the mill baseball caps thirty five. So what I like about it is like I like hats, but I like very simple. I don't want a lot of ornate. So it's a gray hat, just a cotton hat with the yellow circle with the white with just the Y, you know, the the, the yeah. Y brand. Is that their like symbol for their ranch or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Well, they got it on their chest. Right. The Cowboys do. Oh, do they? They Wait, what brand do you them. The Cowboys actually brand themselves? Yes. Oh, wow. I'll forgive you for not knowing everything that everyone knows in pop culture right now about Yellowstone. Uh, I've never seen an episode of it. I know. It. Yeah. That's why I just said I forgive you. Uh, yeah, no, Thank that's you. a, that, that, you take that brand for life, uh, which means you're there, 
Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, the, I get it. No, no, it doesn't make sense. It's horrible. I mean, I understand what they're doing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's completely weird. It's like a cult. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you, I remember Wrangler doing real quick, the um, Lil Nas X, they did a, a partnership with him. Uh-huh. So I was going to look up what you're talking about, and I put Wrangler X, which is, you know. Right. And, and they apparently have a whole bunch. Google is pre- you know, they've got Fender, they've got Yellowstone, Billabong, they've got Leon Bridges, Rick and Morty. It looks like they're starting to pair up with a lot of different brands. Well, that's what I'm saying. This yeah. this Dude Ranch kind of thing and Wrangler being that brand is branching out. It's a multicultural yeah. thing, It's mm-hmm. it, which is the great thing about life now. It's why we have people who listen to hip-hop and country music. That's and, exactly and, right. You know, there's this blending of things to where this stuff, right, mm-hmm. or Eddie Bauer or some of the – is now becoming kind of – uh, the Timberland Street kind of thing of yeah. 2023. Yeah, I, w- I would say, look, obviously this is not my thing, but I would say it looks really good. It looks purposeful. It doesn't look like a cheap money grab. It looks like a good line. Yeah, I mean, it feels authentic to mm-hmm. Wrangler. Yeah, I think so. And probably what I think the show would feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good partnership. That's pretty neat. I just, the one hat was the only thing. Well, that, there's mm-hmm. one t shirt with just the Y logo on it. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I really don't do the fad thing. Yeah, I like the hoodie, the with the brand and the whatever the year is on the left and the right. I can't. It's a small picture, but it looks really good. All right. Well, anyway, there you have it. So you know you you're part of the mainstream pop sensation when you get your own clothing line, <laughs> right? About fictional characters, yeah. uh, and a fictional ranch. <laughs> right. The whole thing's not real. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it though. It's neat. Uh, all right. Anyway, if you want to check it out, I you know what I, I uh, the the whole Tyler Sheridan thing. I think he's a genius. I love the the mayor of Kingstown. It is as good. I mean, it's better than Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. I love the spinoffs. I think they've been fantastic. I. Can't kind of gave up on Tulsa King. I didn't finish it. And I, it, it didn't occur to me that I hadn't finished it. Mm-hmm. I, I will be finishing it. Okay. I'm just backlogged. Yeah, I, I, but but when I got backlogged, that went to the very bottom Lower of priority. my list. And I think had it not been Stallone, it wouldn't even have been that high. We'll be back. Stay tuned. This is RJ Crace with your stories now, brought to you by Huff Home Specialties. In recognition of National Canned Food Month, HSHS Home Care Illinois is holding their annual Cram the Car Food Drive. Community members are invited to cram a home care car by donating non-perishable items next Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. A Home Care Illinois branded car will be parked on the HSHS St. Mary's campus by the colleague entrance and receiving area on the north side of the hospital. Some items they're looking for are boxed meals, pancake mix and syrup, pasta sauce, cereal, and low-salt canned veggies. You're running out of time to register for the Chamber of Commerce Chamber Awards, highlighting Small Business of the Year, Nonprofit of the Year, and Entrepreneur of the Year, among others. The event is March 1st from 5 to 7. Tickets are $40 a person. Dinner is included. Go to NowDecatur.com to register. And for more content, visit NowDecatur.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden in Poland meeting with President Andrzej Duda says the NATO alliance is stronger than ever, coming up on a year Thursday since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. If we uh, keep our head and we are focused, I think we're in a better position than we've ever been. Took a 20-hour round-trip train ride from Poland's border to Ukraine's capital, Kiev, yesterday. Russian President Vladimir Putin today says he's suspending participation in a nuclear arms treaty with the United States. 
The first Mardi Gras parade of the day is moving through uptown New Orleans. This year's Mardi Gras in New Orleans has looked more like pre-pandemic years, with no more COVID restrictions and parades in full swing for the second year in a row. Today is Fat Tuesday, marking the close of carnival season. Tomorrow is Ash Wednesday, which marks the start of Christian Lent. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. Stocks start the day lower on Wall Street. U.S. markets were closed yesterday for Washington's birthday. America's listening to Fox News. Earthmover Credit Union presents the United Way Open at Caddyshack Golf Club. Tee it up anytime from now to Wednesday, February 22nd. Play the golf simulator at Caddyshack, add a $10 donation to the United Way, and your nine-hole score could qualify you for the finals and a chance at the $1,500 prize purse. Get all the details at uwdcater.org or the United Way Facebook page. Earthmover Credit Union presents the United Way Open, courtesy of the 4-9 in Mount Zion, the Country Financial Agency of Ludwig & Young, the Law Office of Andrew S. Erickson, Blake Palooza LLC, and Newhoff Media. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team Forecast. Today's going to be sunny with a high of 46. Tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms, increasing clouds low around 39. For Wednesday, chance of showers and thunderstorms, high of 64. Thursday, sunny and windy. Temperatures down around 43 by 5 p.m. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 36 degrees. Your WSOY time is 833. to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. All right, we're back here. Quit dancing. You're making me uncomfortable. It's a good song, right, Dave? Yeah, I like that. Thank what you. is it? It's Faith No More's Epic. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it was a good song. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, but you just made Dave do something really uncomfortable in here for just me. Just toe tapping, bopping it's along. Just a head bop, toe tapping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think there's, there's two kinds of people in the world. In the non-dancing world. Uh-huh. People that know it and just don't. And people who don't know and just do. Well, yeah. A good old ta- catchy tune will make anybody's toe tap, I'll tell you. I, that, that wasn't a toe tap. A, a toe tap is under the desk and I can't see well, it. Also, I have to apologize. This playlist is Energy Booster Rock and it worked. You okay, got yeah. energy. You got a good interview coming. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you're not going to talk me out of me feeling uncomfortable. Uh, all right. Well, we're back here on a uh, Tuesday. Once a month, Dave Wint stops by uh, to bust a couple of moves and tell us about what's happening in Forsyth. Uh, I didn't I didn't do the Elaine thing. Uh, just about. You, you, if you were standing, I have no doubt it might no. have gone there. Uh, but thanks for the reference, kids. That would be a television show back in the 1990s called Seinfeld. I yeah. bought a Seinfeld Lego set yesterday. From the apartment or yeah, uh, yeah. a Lego apartment. set? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They've got Legos for everything. Yeah, they do. Because they got 
people like Nick, <laughs> who's interested. I bought, I, actually, it's funny because I, Michelle Mitchell, our, our digital person, I bought her the coffee shop from Friends That's good for Christmas one year because she used to use that as her background on our Zoom calls, mm-hmm. you know, the Friends. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, that's fun for the right reason. All right. Uh, who's the big hubbub? Everybody's all excited. Finally get something in that empty, uh, hometown buffet lot that's uh okay so talk to me about the lot what what's what's there what's not there uh, so this is the lot that's in front of lowe's yes. uh, the hometown buffet uh was there they've for, been closed for a, for long, a time, long time and, the church for a minute right yeah they they uh uh got permission from us to use that as a temporary meeting place while they're their actual building was being renovated um so they were in there for yeah about a minute and a half um but uh yeah, we finally got uh, uh, somebody interested in doing something with that property there. Okay, so how big a Starbucks store are we talking about? Because I mean, there's a lot of property there. Yeah, I think what the what the projection is and and the plan that's been presented to planning and zoning is to build a brand new building to the north end of that big parking lot. Okay, um, and then I believe the intent is to convert the old hometown buffet building into a retail. Uh, Two or three strip mall kind of a uh, retail opportunity. You know, a couple different. Right. It closed in February 2016. Uh, to give you the uh, yeah, opened in 1994. Uh, but wasn't it originally? Or what was the buffet that was in Brettwood Village? Old Country, Old buffet. country, country buffet. buffet. Okay, uh, same company. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know the history of the company, but anyway, so it's been a minute uh, since yeah. something's been there. Now I would assume. I'm not a developer, but that there's a huge high traffic count that comes with a Starbucks that, that by getting this first might drive the decisions for other people to want to be there. Well, that, yeah, as far as if you a got destination the, place. Yeah. If you got the cars coming in there, what else can go into that property that it makes that, sense? That would be a, a similar interest. Uh, um, you know, we've got the traffic count going through on, on Route 51 and on I-72 to attract the customers to there. Um, I think, you know, I think like you said, Starbucks ends up being a destination. Uh, the fans of Starbucks are going to find it wherever it is and they're going to go. Oh yeah. If I'm a retail operation, uh, guy, uh, I, you know, the, the traffic count on 51, yeah, but a lot of it's just traffic on 51. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean they're pulling off to come to your place, but you can build right next to a Starbucks. I think you got a built in audience already if you're smart about what it is you're trying to do. Yeah. They've got the advantage of having that location there. You've got a lot of people who don't live in Decatur or Forsyth that come to Decatur to work or, or for different reasons on a regular basis so they could stop off there and get their coffee. Um, even if they aren't coming to Decatur to work or, or shop, it gives them another destination to, to come and stop off. So. A lot of people in Decatur driving up to Bloomington to go work at Rivian, yep. uh, yep. go through, you know, to get their coffee. So it works all kinds yeah. of ways. So what's the timeline on this? Uh, planning and zoning meeting is this, uh, Thursday, I believe, if I'm correct. And then, uh, assuming what they'll come, uh, what the recommendations are from the planning and zoning commission, um, those will come before the full board, uh, most likely at our next full board meeting on March 7th. Um, so I think they've got a uh, variance request on lighting and parking and then there's their signage. So, um, we just have to go through that, that legal process of, uh, following the the rules as far as approving those variances and then uh, I, I have to check with uh, Jill or them with as far as what their construction timeline is. Okay. All right. 
So are there other conversations going on behind the scenes that you can't talk about? I mean, as far as the, the development of that area? There's there's always lots of stuff that, that we get phone calls from outside developers. Sometimes we don't even know who they're representing. Sure. They'll talk to staff and they're interested in what open properties we have, what empty buildings we have if they don't want to build brand new, um, what green lots there are if they want to build from scratch. And so those conversations sometimes you know, we never know about them on the board because they're, they're inquiries yet. and they're just curious. Um, uh, so our, our goal for staff is to be available and answer those questions and, and be competitive and, and promote what we have available as far as the, you know, the, the traffic count, the, the hotel, uh, stays that, that are there in Forsyth and, and that customer base, that potential customer base for whatever business is interested. All right. Well, uh, while you're waiting for the uh, uh, the coffee shop, the Shamrock Shake is back at McDonald's for its uh, 50th, 53rd <laughs> year. Is that right? Yeah, long time. Started in 1970. I, I, I have a confession to make. I've never had one. You've never had one? I've never ordered one. I've tasted one. It's not my thing. They're good. Yeah. Are they? What, what, what does it taste like? It's got a, a, a minty taste. I mean, it's... You know, not just green food coloring. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the liquid thin mint, really. That's what it is. Okay. Hey, can I do a follow up coffee question? So, sure, sure. so Ziggy's. Man, just like right over my shamrock thing. I thought that was like, you'd be well, excited. We, yeah, that's, I'm happy. <laughs> Supporting it's Gary, you know, yeah. local, you know. Well, for sure. Yeah. Ziggy's, uh, the national franchise was going to come here and that didn't work out. Has this. Uh, has is this a result of that now being a space to be filled? Is Ziggy's now maybe reengaged? I'm what sure is Ziggy's? They, it was a, a, another coffee chain. Ziggy's uh, was a, a different coffee chain that offered sandwiches and kind of a little bit more menu than what Starbucks offers. Uh, they had uh, talked to us for a while about uh, coming into uh, an open lot in front of Menards. Um, that was, I think, just a series of issues that weren't related to the village of Forsyth more were related to construction issues and banking issues coming out of the pandemic that they just, um, as of right now, they've, they've decided to put a hold on those plans. We haven't heard anything as far as if that's going to, but I, I don't think these are related. Um, but, I don't always know what goes on behind uh, behind doors. I don't think there's anything normal in the last three years uh, in and around development. I mean, it's just been a different twilight zone kind of time. Uh, as you said, conversations were underway, then funding changed automatically. I mean, everything. It's been really dicey. Yeah, interest rates have been going up, and so that suddenly makes things more expensive on top of shortage of construction materials, higher cost of everything. materials, labor. shortage of labor, yeah. um, all of that. So, I mean, I know you know coffee shops are a big deal. You've got the new one, I think, that's being built there next to the McDonald's on uh, – just across from Brentwood Village, um, and then the other one that's being built in front of Royal King, uh, that shopping center there on the south side of Decatur. So um, I think you said earlier that you know someone you had talked to said what's good for coffee is good for coffee. Yeah, so. yeah well, you, listen, years ago you could walk out of a hotel in Seattle and count four to six Starbucks just in your line of view. 
And I never understood that, but evidently it worked. It was a business model that worked for and years and years. You see all the uh, fast food chains upping their coffee menus and all the C stores or convenience stores mm-hmm. now with the bars in it. It is, it is a huge space. And, and I, good for all of them. I'm so spoiled. I got it right here. Uh, I don't have to go you don't have stand to stand in line. I can do anything. I got the best coffee in town. <laughs> uh, no doubt. All right. What else is happening out in, uh, in Forsyth? Well, we had days. an interesting January. The first time I had never would have thought being on the board that we would cancel a board meeting because of a tornado warning at mm-hmm. yep. 6 p.m. in January, but uh, uh, I was on the phone with Jill, and we were, okay, tornado sirens are going on. Uh, what, do we delay the meeting? Do we just send everybody home? And let's say, what, we'll just be safe and cancel it. And uh, so uh, some normal stuff going on as far as outfitting the new squad uh, sheriff's deputy vehicle. Um, we uh, offsetting the cost of that. We had a sedan that was an older sedan that we used that we sold back to the sheriff's department that uh, they can use. Did, did, did anything at all just sound Barney Fife to you as you were saying that? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just, it's just compare and contrast. You're worried about, not worried, but you're, you're meaning about the vehicle, the vehicle. Well, no, that's, that's where we've said we've, we've been, been behind on, on no, replacing them because of supply chains. Them? How many do you have? We have five vehicles. Oh, okay. Well, I think you were talking about a sedan and a... We've been shifting over to Ford Explorers, uh, and so there was one sedan that was left that I was the you. oldest. And uh, so we were going to trade that in, but the sheriff's department said they had uses ah. for it. So we sold that to the sheriff's department, and we have a new Explorer for the deputies to use. All right. And those deputies work for you or work for the sheriff's department paid by you? We have a contract with the sheriff's department that we have full-time deputies assigned to the village of Forsyth. Now they can go, they're still sheriff's deputies. They still have authority anywhere in Macon County. But they're, you're offsetting the, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I think some of these places try to have their own departments and it doesn't make any sense at all. We've looked at that and, and the cost, you know, it's, it's a significant cost, but when you say we've got access to the sheriff's department, uh, detectives, their, you know, so you feel like complaints process, the, that, that the benefit adequate to that versus yes. the expense of doing it yourself. Yes. And we don't have, it's, it's an efficiency that we have by instead of doing it ourselves, we just contract with the sheriff's department and they know that they have that dedicated five spots that, uh, are, are being, you know, filled in patrolling Forsyth, but they also have them available if there's anything else going on in Macon County. Sorry, I was looking for my invitation. <laughs> this probably already happened. February sixteenth. Yep. Uh, they had you had a, a dedication for the new middle school. New middle school. Um, yep. That uh, they were taking advantage of the the three day weekend this past weekend. I think to finalize getting everybody moved over and everything. So uh, I was up at the high school for the regional basketball game Saturday night and. Uh, have you been in the new middle school? I haven't been in the new middle school yet. I didn't wasn't able to make the open house, so I'm gonna. Wander over there next time I'm up there. This is uh, obviously a rendering. I haven't seen it in person, but it looks nice. Yeah, it looks real nice when you go by on uh, 51 as you do, do the bypass there. So they reconfigured a couple of the the street directions there as far as uh, parking lot access. But uh, I think it overall it gives us better gives the school district better parking there for the middle school high school combined. And it again talking about efficiencies, having those two buildings connected there. There's some efficiencies with. Uh, having that connected with the high school. Uh, Lindsay was in the band in high school. Part of their job was to move the cows off the field before the football game. Is that for real? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. 
That place is beautiful now. It's hard to imagine it like that. Uh, wasn't that long I know, ago. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, progress uh, for sure. Uh, all right. So what's next uh, on, on, you know, the mall? Uh, I know that's just an has to be an ongoing conversation. What's the latest there, if there is a latest? Uh same thing we've talked about before as far as just trying to keep that conversation going as far as new interest. You know, like you said, if, if we've got an empty building and an empty property that now has a Starbucks on it and potentially other retail, uh, you know, does that bring more interest for other businesses to be there? Um, Creckles will be opening. I believe it's at the end of the month. Uh, so, uh, I think he's got pretty much most all of his remodel and build out. I've seen some pictures on social media. So that's another exciting thing for us. So we have a few extra buildings that, uh, uh, are, are empty right now, such as the old Pier One import store, um, things like that, that, that staff is helping to market by our economic development page. What, what, our is, website. what does that look like now though? I mean, you know, it, it's so different than it was, it, it, you know, I mean, yes, there have been cycles of like downtowns versus malls, mm-hmm. but then now it's Amazon. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it, I just, I don't know that that mall outside of like the mall of America, that's some right. sort of destination place. I just don't know. I, I yeah. mean, I think it, I think it has to be, you know, smaller shops, retail, you know, you know, whether it's a, a concentration of food stores or what kind of things do you still have to go out and, you know, people want to, you know, there's a lot of clothes that people buy online, but then there's certain things that people want to touch and feel and try out. And, you know, I read something one time that Best Buy executive was talking about their stores are really some place for people to go and see the electronics before they order it online. So it's almost like it's a showroom as opposed to a retail spot. Yeah, but how do you make money off that? You, you know, yesterday I, I went to Springfield and it reminded me on in the White Oaks Mall that's owned by Simon, they sold the Sears location for $3.5 million to the state of Illinois. And it's being renovated for like the EPA office and another state agency because the, the high-speed rail goes through their existing facilities. Okay. But but it looks like a major renovation, an entirely Herculean. I'm like, they're certainly not expanding that. And I, I researched it. I mean, so they've pivoted from retail well, but, and just using but, the space. Right, but using the space isn't going to put the money in the coffers for exactly right. like retail. Yeah. Exactly no, but right. the advantage they might have in that situation is if you've got a bunch of people working there every day as far as yeah, a you an audience. now you got – Additional restaurant, a little, what do they do at lunchtime? What do they do before and after? Yeah. And I just don't know how it all shakes out at the end, like consumption habits versus length of travel versus proximity versus ease of your iPad. I don't Mm -hmm. know how all of that works. I mean, I don't think we're there yet, but, but who knows? No, it's definitely, I think it's a transition period. I think, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, we, we, there's, there's a strong demand. There's a, you know, interest in that property because of the traffic flow through there and, and the hotel rooms that are there. So you, you have that, um, customer base that's there. We've just got to figure out with the developers, you know, what, what type of facility needs to go in there. But, uh, you look at the old Montgomery Ward building downtown here that, Ameren, Illinois Power took over years ago. Sure. I mean, you know, Montgomery Ward went out of business, but then that building became a a uh, workplace uh, <clears throat> for for a local business. Sure, it's always it, it, we've always had this. 
but we've never had as much to choose mm-hmm. from as we do now. I mean, that's the difference, uh, the X factor. Uh, yep. You know, before it was, you know, we'd do this, and then it would roll back to this, and then we'd roll back to that. And, and now it's like there's so many things in the equation. I don't know what it looks like, including how the consumers now have the power to decide. Well, that, I mean, if I right. wanted to go to a nice store in Decatur, I'd go to Von Mar because, you know, or the Brass Horn. You know, you had a couple of options. You know, now... You know, they can't possibly carry everything, you know, but everything is available. Now they figured out here how to do it with service and, mm-hmm. and how to know your name and, and, you know, they do it in a very personalized way that a screen's never going to be for you. you. You know, so that they figured that out. I don't know what Von Mar does. Yeah. It, 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 I agree with you. I think, I don't think there's been a time when the customer or the consumer has had more more power right. of deciding where they go, what they do, where, where they shop. And, and some of that may be, I want to support local. Yeah. Um, some of that may be, Hey, the convenience but, of having it delivered to sure. my front door. But when I say support local, I know George and Ryan. I, when I say local, yeah. I don't know the owners of Amar. Mm-hmm. Not that there's not a local store helping. Well, you guys even, do what you even do, go to our but it's team. not that same relationship. Yeah, to even going to the, the, the two openings that we have from a food perspective, you know, I'm excited about Crackles because that's a local sure. business, local family, uh, How's you know, Starbucks Panda is doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, Made my first uh, couple trips over there, and it's a nice, uh, nice facility. More seating area than the uh, the mall store. Uh, I, I think uh, I think they had a few bugs as far as the soft opening, grand opening, like any any business does. But uh, seems like they're going strong and. Uh, got my orange chicken and my chow mein noodles. And, Good for them. I, yeah, people are so, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you like to go right when something opens. I generally wait because I know no matter what it is. I'll hop in day one. If I, I, know I, you, I know you are. <laughs> but, but I think people that do that ought to also have realistic expectations about what they're hopping into. Absolutely. And, and have some grace. Because now, if it's a year later and it's still doing that, then you know, okay, that there, there's a problem. But the first week or two, it's like, good gracious, Don and I tried the out the world. Don and I tried out the new Huddle House for breakfast yesterday, and I've not been, but I, I, everything packed, I hear is like, it was busy. Yeah, they were out of fruit. Um, but you know, again, that's the learning curve of how much do you order? Do you order too much or not enough? And then you got to throw it away. Yeah. I, yeah, it's it's clear. Just let people hit their stride. We still, need, we still need to try out the. Uh, uh, the new seafood place. That parking lot's been full. Uh, you know, crab lobster. Crab lobster. They've been uh, going been gangbusters. And what do you think? Loved it. I love it. We've got two options. Well, give me the, the experience. So walk me through. I okay. haven't been there. So the, the the boils in the bag is is now a thing. We've got multiple options in Decatur for that now, which was is new, where you pick your your kind of seafood, and it comes with potatoes and corn and whatever seasonings that you want. They boil it. They bring it out in a bag. They give you a bib. And, and you, you pick through it. it. It's, it's really high end. It's really good. They also have hibachi, not to sit at, but you can order it. They do it in the back and bring it to you. But yeah, I had a great time there. Look good. Reminds me of a crawfish boil that I was yeah. at in, uh, in uh, Alabama years ago. That's exactly ago. what it's meant to be. Just pile, boil it, All right, well, pour it out on so, a big table. So what's the ambiance inside? Is it sit down? Yeah, it's a sit down restaurant. I mean, what's the decoration, the um, decor? Is there music? What kind? Um, it, it, they've got a pergola in the middle. It looked like maybe some tables would go underneath it. Uh, think like sort of along the same line as Red Lobster. You That's know, the, the docky kind of. Get like Jimmy Buffett on there. <laughs> no, it's not like that. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's a, it's a good place to stop too. All right, mm-hmm. good. It's all death to me, but I think all y'all can enjoy. The shrimp it. is what that call that yacht rock? Uh, yeah. No, I'm talking about just seafood allergies. Uh, um, you could do it like a sausage boil. Yeah, but they're all being cooked in the same area. I I doubt that. Sausage wouldn't be cooked in the same way. No, no, it's in, if you have. Oh, in the kitchen. Yeah, I guess if you're definitely to it, stay out of the building. Yes. You're going to be, you're going to be Will Smith from Hitch. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, just stay I out of the building. Not only right? can I not believe you can reference that movie, the title of that movie, that's strange. That was a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, but when, when he has the seafood, that's hilarious. No, I, I, I remember. <laughs> Watched it on VHS, I think. Yeah, and Crackles, I was told, uh, they're targeting March 1st. Targeting. Yeah. So hopefully that'll happen right at the beginning. Well, You're that, close. you know, you got your coffee, you got your, yep. your Decatur burgers, and you got your, your, you know, your fish boil, your, you know, in a bag, you can take yeah. home your stuff. I you got I'm, multiple choices when yeah. you come out to Forsyth. Good for you guys. Now if we could only see a movie up there again. Come on, guys. Yeah, I, I, I need to talk to Jill about that as far as where we are with, uh, what, I think third different company trying to figure out how to do that. Look, it, things are going to change. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't think movies are going away, but you're not going to have 12 theaters. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, there's just not enough audience for it. Yeah, it was more being silly about no, this, but, the use of that space. But it's my point place, is, that, yeah. you, you know, it's like the hospital's argument. I mean, it's like, you know, how many, you know, that the consumers, there's a trade off for all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that means less convenience for what you're used to in other areas uh, because the world's changing. Well, yeah, you know, you're, you're covering your costs is participation times your admission fee. And yes. If your participation is down, people aren't going to pay the admission fee that you would need to cover your costs. And so. And COVID being an accelerator, a lot of this stuff that would have happened down the road has just been sped up to right now. And we're, we're going to see a lot of change. Well, there's more places that have IMAX and then, or like the dinner or the have a beer while you're watching a movie, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that experience kind of a thing. Well, as that's opposed I, to just, I told Skip, you know, I mean, it, it's those boutique type kind of experiences that are going to, you know, it's harder for the big corporate, you know, folks. Yeah. Because they want to do one size fits all everywhere they yeah. go. All right. Good. Good stuff, Dave. <laughs> Started really awkwardly with that dance, but it was pretty good after that. A lot of good stuff in Forsyth going on, huh? I think. Yeah. yeah. I, why not? Subway got renovated, too, by the way, out there. Looks yeah, great. And they finally got the repairs finished from <laughs> driving through the front door of that. Which is a theme around here. People are driving into buildings well, around It was here. only, I think, three days after our subway got driven through that uh, the one in Mount Zion got driven through. And then the uh, uh, CarQuest Auto Place on El Dorado. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Donley's is running an ad about I, it. I, yeah, I, I see like when the city puts in those like you, you know like the the, uh, the the rails. Right. You're like, what? How? Why would you need to do that? You almost need big yellow barrels full of water in why? front of your business. Why would you teach people to drive? Learn well, how to those, put it in park. Those those uh, target the the big red red balls tra- are exactly the, right that. in front. Those aren't decorative. That's that's preventing our store. <laughs> All right. It's cheaper to replace one of those big concrete. I, I got a, uh, this is a, a Forsyth resident, so this will make you happy. Okay. Uh, Megan, uh, uh, you know, Berhaney. Yep. Uh, Our favorite. Sent me a text this morning. Uh, in December, uh, she read an article posted on Naticator about an art contest through the ISBE and the Abraham Lincoln Museum. The contest was Home Is. The theme was to draw a depiction of what they thought home was to them. My daughter, Elizabeth Ten, entered the contest because she loves art and sketching. We were just notified this morning she was the runner-up out of all of those uh, entries. Uh, and I got a, uh, a copy of, I got to tell you, I'm really impressed with the 10-year-old's artwork. Very cool. Oh, cool. Way to go. 
Well, that's awesome. Thanks for sending that in, Megan. We'll, uh, you know, send that into Jill and maybe we can mm. get you covered in the stealing my scoop so that you can put it into a newsletter. It goes out to 600 people. I'm we're, you're, we're you're preaching to your own. I'm trying to enhance the Forsyth experience yeah. for everyone. <laughs> we like recognizing, uh, our, our homegrown uh, success stories, our FFA champions, our state pole vault champion. We've, we've had them into our board meetings, so. That's the fun part of being an elected official. There you go. There you go. That's it for us. If you missed any of the show today, podcast are all on Naticator.com, driven by the Bob Brady Auto Group. Uh, had an interesting conversation with Dr. Rochelle Clark, about a half hour worth, about uh, District 61 and what all is going on. I, I thought it was a good conversation, plus all kinds of other stuff. It was a busy show today. That's it for us. We'll see you tomorrow. Bring your uh, umbrella and your rain gear tomorrow. Have a great day. Enjoy the sunshine. We'll see you then. WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Huff Home Specialties. It's Grain Bin Safety Week. The Illinois Department of Agriculture and the State Fire Marshal want farmers to review their safety practices while working in and around grain bins. It takes just four seconds for a full-grown adult to sink to their knees in flowing grain and 20 seconds to be completely buried. Suffocation from engulfment is the leading cause of death in grain bins. If your company is looking to hire, the Decatur Conference Center is holding a spring job fair and spots are available for employers. The job fair will be March 14th from 9 to 3 at the Decatur Conference Center and Hotel. Cost for registration is $20 per booth and includes table, chairs, and linens so job seekers can fill out applications and do... You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.